Listen up, Swifties. You're not going to want to miss this one. How much would you pay for Taylor Swift tickets? Welcome to the Money Pig Podcast, brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. And today on the show, I am joined by wealth advisor and recent addition to the Taylor Nation, Ray oh, Brown, boy. For, a, <laughs> for a discussion about how much is too much to spend on Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> and I'm your host, Reed Trigo. Ray, it's great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Reed. Always, <laughs> always a great time. Great, great. Hey, you've heard recently that Taylor Swift has this tour going on. She's like, it's very getting great reviews, right? Oh yeah. Everywhere she goes. You, did you, do you know anybody who's been? I have been there myself, and yeah. I must say, I am now a, what did you call it at the beginning? The Swifties? Yeah. Swifties? I think I've become a Swiftie over time, and I, I blame my my fiance, soon-to-be wife, uh, for getting me hooked on this trend, this craze, but Taylor's taken over. Taylor, it's insane. She owns it. Taylor Swift is music. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's truly, it's. I've never seen anything like it. The crowd that she draws, the... I mean, the best way to describe it, you know, we attended the show in Atlanta and it was, you know, on night one, 17, 18 wheelers full of t-shirts, different ones, different sweatshirts. The sweatshirts were $65 and they sold out uh, 90 minutes of doors opening to the Mercedes Benz stadium. And I'm just like this, who is this person? And so I think that appeal of who are these the fan base that she draws instantly just made my eyes kind of be more open. I had no clue. Like I get it. I know her music, this and that, but being there live, it's like the, what is she, she's doing something right. She's, she's got it figured out. She's yeah, a mastermind. I think so. And, and I don't know that much about her. I think I saw that there's some kind of documentary on Netflix or something yeah, right now. Yeah. I highly kinda, recommend that. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it, but I if I'm not mistaken, she's like, she is the mastermind behind these things. I think she, isn't she? She she's has like a new song energy. called Mastermind, don't oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. Here I go. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, oh, I'm going to have to shake that off. Hold she's on got, oh my gosh, we did not even plan that. No, That's great. No. Um, she is. She's, I think she's incredibly smart um, and just puts on a great show. She's doing the right thing. She connects with her fans and um, clearly they, they're loving it, so She's doing it right. I became a new fan and uh, yeah. Welcome to Taylor nation. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Taylor nation. So, so tell me a little bit there. This was around a discussion that we were having, right. That we're going to talk about, uh, about how we spend money on things that we just enjoy. Right. Uh, Because a lot of people have, have, um, they place value on certain recreational activities and, and some of these things are really expensive. Like some of these hobbies and and non-essential activities mm-hmm. are expensive. You think about like concerts, travel, cars, hunting, horses, all of these things are really expensive and people have these fairly expensive hobbies. How do they know when it's responsible to actually spend money on these hobbies or these non-essentials yeah. in their lives? And I think people, we talk about budgeting sometimes and people are like, oh, that means oh, you just tell boring. yourself no all the yeah, time. Yeah, not doing that. But that's not it. Right, right. Well, what caught our attention, uh, I saw the headline. So Taylor Swift jumping back to her in Tampa. Tickets were going, you know, secondhand markets. So that means like folks selling them on Ticketmaster, StubHub, sites like that. The range on the ticket prices was, you know, started out at $338. 
day of the concert, they were selling for $28,350 each. That's for one ticket, regular old ticket, not a suite, no, no, no foods included in that. That's just a general admission. Um, New Jersey ticket prices were 21,600 here in Atlanta, just for fun on this last night. We're like, what if we wanted to go see the show again last night? What is it back behind the stage? You could sit and watch the show and just a crappy seat, obstructed view. It was over two grand. Unbelievable. Um, but again, so yeah, is that something that I would spend that kind of money on? We certainly didn't pay those those kinds of prices. Um, <laughs> you know me, yeah, but um, I do. But you're you're. I think what you bring up reads a great point of how do I tell myself what is too much versus not enough? And I think it obviously is going to be different for every single person. So how do you know? Um, it comes back to that classic, like making sure your affairs are in order, right? Mm-hmm. We've got our cards kind of stacked and everything's lined out. We're working on our goals. It, you know, certain things when you've reached a certain level of wealth, it can be easier executed than to someone than versus someone that's just still working on paying off debt mm-hmm. or someone that hasn't yet started contributing for their retirement and they're working a professional job. So I think it's just that classic self-recognition and realization with your own personal goals and just keeping yourself in check. You got to have some fun along the way, but you can't go out and spend 28K on Taylor Swift tickets if you, you know, you can't put that on a credit card and just say like YOLO. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah. That's not going to get you very far in it, life. No, it's not. But but on that other end, you and I both probably meet with clients who are so laser focused on that long-term goal, saving 25% of their income and they're we don't want them to get into a point get to a point when they've got young kids or teenage kids where they're not having any fun at all. Uh, yeah. Either you've got to enjoy this life. You don't know how right. much you've got of it. So we, we do have to enjoy the life, but there's a, there's a careful balance there. So you, congratulations. You're getting married Thank in like you. 14 days. Oh, that's so, it's so close. Gosh, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, we can, I used to, I'm so, so used to saying like, oh yeah, next year we're getting married next year. And then quickly now we're suddenly in 2023 yeah. and it's like, oh, oops. I mean this year. And now here we are. And it's like next month. And now we're in June and it's like, 20, 14 days. Yeah, like, oh days my gosh. Yeah. Well, and this will come out after you're married. So okay. hope you, hope you had a great honeymoon and it's great to be day. back. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. it's so nice being back from honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's yeah. talk about that because yeah. that's a really good example of you're going to do something that, well, we could argue non-essential or essential. You need to go on a honeymoon after you get married. Oh, that's essential. Yeah. 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 Okay, I, okay. I can't. Yeah. But <laughs> how much you're going to spend on it is is variable because you could go to you know a nearby town and grab the Fairfield Inn for a couple nights, or you can go to Jamaica or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So, so talk to me about that. What we talk about so much here at our firm and on this podcast is it comes down to just one word and it's planning, right? And so we're looking at what is it that we want to do and just checks and balances. You know, when you go on vacation, you want to be able to enjoy it. You want to be able to live it up. You want to be able to have some fun. You do deserve to have some fun. And, you know, Tim Goodwin, I've often heard him say, there's three things you can do with money. You either spend it, you save it, or you give it away. There's nothing else that you can do with money. It's got to fall into one of those three categories. Try to think of something else. You can't. Mm, <laughs> That's no. it. You're either paying taxes. That we consider an expense. So Giving it away. Um, and so with those three items, you're spending, you're saving, you're giving. You've got all those in check. If you're saving up for you know, your retirement, thinking about your future, you've eliminated debt. The next step is to figure out what do you want to budget for fun. And so that's, you know, you can call it budget or you can call it planning for fun, but Coming to a honeymoon, we wanted to roll into it with a careful, you know, there's some methodology here. We're not just rolling in blind and like, 
waiting for the bills to come in the mail when we get home. It's a very much like, let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. Here's what we're giving. Here's what we're saving. Here's what the cash flow over a few months of savings can allow us to spend on a honeymoon. And it's going to be incredible. We want it to be so, so fun. What is that number? And so we kind of arrived at the number. We've set that aside. And now you can justify every decision that you're going to make on the honeymoon. Is it ridiculous to go to the spa three days out of the seven-day trip or four days out of the seven-day trip? And it's like, it is if you have car payments and debt and you still have student loans and you can't, quote, can't afford to contribute to your 401k. But when you've got these other items that are prioritized and you've checked these other boxes, then you do, that's when you can use the D word, deserve. You deserve (laughs) deserve to go through these other fun things. But it's all planned, it's calculated, and it's- makes you feel good. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to do it. And, and I, it reminds me, uh, my wife and I owned a travel agency for a few years and you'd get a client who would come in and they'd be like, yeah, I want to take a cruise or whatever to the Bahamas. And well, how much do you want to spend? Well, it depends. Just want to see what's out there. Mm. Oh man, that's a tough client to work with. I want them to come in with, I have $2,500. Ah, I will just, I will book whatever I need to. That is what I have set aside to spend on this vacation. Because if they do it that way, if we, if we plan this recreation, these fun things, these hobbies, whatever around the money that I have set aside for it, it gives you a lot of freedom in there. Yeah. You have a certain amount of money for your honeymoon. You're going to go, you're going to spend some money here, spend some money there. You're not going to have to worry about, oh gosh, we really shouldn't eat. Right. If we can miss, skip a meal, we should not eat, eat the one in the airport yeah. or should we grab extra, stop for a beverage somewhere or whatever. Or if you see the menu, it's like, you want to be able to read that from left to right, right? I don't That's care if right. the guacamole is $28, we're on honeymoon. And so it's, ah, we're, it's a special thing and it's a one-time thing. And so therefore- in a real world, would I spend $28 in guacamole? No. But on honeymoon, would I do that? Yes. And so it's like, well, what's the difference? One is more special than the other. Why is that? Because I've prioritized one over the other. It's the P word. So priorities and planning. And, yeah. Those are our two. That's the key word. Well, and the D word, deserve. Deserve. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. always deserve it. But My wife and I talk about this a lot. Like you go to, um, say you do go on a cruise and you go to a cruise port and Grand Cayman or wherever you are. And you go in there, there's always a Diamonds International. There's there's always like these, you know, some- What is some, a Diamonds International? Oh my gosh. What's that? It's like a jewelry store. Oh, a jewelry store. Okay. I have to say, I've probably never been in one, uh, but they are yeah. in every single okay. port. Yeah. So, um, but I'm always like, why, why are these expensive brands or, and even on the cruise ships, there's like uh-huh. high-end brands. Oh in there. yeah. What is that? Why are people doing that? I guess they go on vacation and they mm. buy a new watch or they- I don't yeah, know. Something to remember the trip by. Ooh, Maybe that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I need this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You certainly didn't leave your watch at home and now you're, yeah, <laughs> just need a quick watch while I'm here. That's yeah. Right. That's right. So, you know, you were, you were saying something earlier about, we really need to focus on the person and their priorities because, um, well, go ahead. You, you tell me what you're yeah, There's an interesting story. So our advisors here on the team all have the CFP credential, you know, we're certified financial planner professionals. And uh, had a conversation recently with the director of research on that that board that oversees you know the team of, of folks there that are running the organization as well as making sure that us candidates and certificates are upholding the values and standards that the board meets. So pretty big job there. He's a PhD studying you know a lot of behavioral finance as well as the psychology of financial planning, which two separate things, but that's a future conversation. It's just talking about like human behavior in things. And so when it comes to these kinds of evaluations and deciding, you know, 
$28 guacamole, yes or no, it really does depend on the person and where they're placing priority. One quick example is when it comes to your 401k and your saving and your employer matches. So that you know, you're contributing 5%, the employer matches 4%, cool. Oftentimes, advisors, us included, will say like, hey, you want to make sure you're always taking full advantage of the company match. Let's not leave anything on the table, right? Get your free money. That's a 100% return on investment. You know, if the company's going to match 3%, well, then you best believe you better be putting 3% in there. That's the most logical thing to do. The calculator will tell you that's how you get take most advantage of that, you know, that offering. But this guy presented as just a, a separate conversation around is that the right choice for every client? And of course, I'm in my head like, absolutely, heck yeah, you better best believe we're not going to leave money on the table. But then he kind of tells this deep story about, well, what if that client places more priority on the here and now today and doesn't care about the future? Like, well, how could that, who, who wouldn't care about the future? But those people are out there. Now, I don't think it's anyone that's a client here, obviously, or listening to the show, but there are folks out there walking around that really don't place as much value on the future. Mm. They would rather go spend the money now today than to have money tucked away for their future, which is super sad, mm-hmm. but it's just a thought process of you and I, I think, Reed, we get excited when we've maxed out our IRA for the year. <laughs> I'm excited on my way home knowing like, okay, it's December. I've made my last monthly contribution. We're hit the target. That brings me joy. Others would be like, gosh, I can't believe I let go of this money. I wish I could have, you know, gone to mattress firm and bought a new pillow with that. Right. So which one's right? And it's like, depends on the person. And so we can always, as advisors say, what is the most logical? What makes the most sense mathematically? And we want to give that advice. That's our job. That's why we're here. But we'll show you both sides of it. You can go buy the $200 mattress or you can talk away for the future. And so what's going to make you happier? Hey, a one-to-one comparison is you can either put $22,500 in your 401k this year, or you can buy a Taylor Swift ticket. One, yeah, alone. <laughs> yeah, well, Taylor Swift's going to cost you about 28000 but close, 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 close. And so I just thought that was an interesting perspective there. Um, you know, of course, the financial advice is always, you know, we're thinking about the future, but um, just interesting to think that like, okay, you really have to evaluate your own self and ask yourself those questions of priority. What is most important? What do I want right now more than anything? And for me, checking the box of knowing that my future is well taken care of is the most the biggest priority. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And I I think about my brother. He's a big hunter, has his own hunting land. Hunting He's, land. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's a farm, 200 yeah. some acres out in East Georgia. And when he goes hunting, he, if he gets a deer or some, maybe a bobcat or whatever, he has them mounted very frequently. Mm. And um, I just said the other day, I was talking to him and I said, man, hunting is an expensive hobby. And he goes, when you do it the way I do, it is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But you know what? It's a priority. I would, n- yeah. I wouldn't mount a deer head on my, in my living room. I don't judge him yeah. for it because I think it's kind of cool. We don't allow dead animals in our house, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Hey, some people do it. I think, yeah. um, you know, just like we said, there's folks that are spending, I don't know what a deer head costs, but people are out there spending $28,000 on mounted deer heads and $28,000 on Taylor Swift tickets. And you and I would look at that and laugh and say like, no way, Jose, absolutely not. We're not spending money on that. But 
Um, there are people out there and it's all truly just about your priorities and keeping those goals in check, you know, so keep your goals in check, Swifties. You got to <laughs> keep an eye on the future. Yeah. It's always had fun to have you on the show, Ray. You are uh, very entertaining. And so I like to bring you on for Aww, these entertaining It's always great being here. Yeah. Topics. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for the time. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Right on. And just want to remind everybody, thanks. Thanks for listening. But as financial advisors, we manage rebalance portfolios, but the unique value is that we work to understand our clients' individual goals so we can have these types of planning conversations that are so personal and unique to each individual. Thanks again for joining us, Ray. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, if you have a question you'd like us to address, you can submit that by emailing us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. The Money Pick Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations.